my thoughts exactly. <laughs> Are we doing a test? Was that the test? <laughs> hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 202. I'm Brando. I'm here with Brian. We're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about another deck that once again puts our money where our mouth is. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? A whole ton is going down, and one thing is going up. The thing that's going up is the quality of our deck lists. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Go with it, Ryan. Go with it. Sure. Okay, what else is going down? We got some patrons to thank. We got a very exciting deck list to do. We got some other stuff we're going to talk about. We got a super fun movie that I'm super happy that I watched this morning. I'm in a great mood. So is Ryan. <laughs> you watched it this morning. Fuck yeah, I did. Before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your source for all your gaming needs. That's right. And we do also have to thank some new YouTube subs. Oh. Thank you. Welcome okay. for being here. Yeah, thanks you, for being with us. In, in, I don't I don't know when, but when this video that this video cast comes out, you can watch it on YouTube. Thank you very much. Share it, like it, subscribe it, do all the things. Yeah. Thank you to new Facebook followers. Yeah, we appreciate you as well. Yes, and you know what the thing is about the Facebook is the Facebooks. I sound like I'm. <laughs> I sound like the people that were interrogating interrogating. Um, what's his name? The Facebook guy. The rich guy. Hmm. Oh, people are screaming. Oh, what's his Zuckerberg. Name? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, the thing about Facebooks, Mark. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. In his robot people skin suit. Yeah. He looks, sure. like, he looks like fucking Data from, from Star Trek. Kind of, yeah. Same skin tone. He's real pallid. That is just not right. You'd not think, right. I'm not saying if you're going to be one of the most richest people in the whole universe that you would have a tan, but I would think that you would not look jaundiced. Yeah, you can pay people to do work and stuff for you. You can pay people to... Oh, forget about it. Speaking of the Facebooks, we do have some frequent posts on there that do help shape our content, right? Yeah. So if you're a listener to the show, if you're on Facebook, just head over, like and follow the Facebook page because you can help shape our content. Yes, and anytime you can work in a Brash Taunter reference, I <laughs> always appreciate it. Very much so. We've got some Brash Taunter deck lists, eh? Yeah, we did. We, we've got some, so thanks for sending those in. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. Final big thank you. You mentioned the new patrons. Speaking of shaping our content. Yeah, you guys help. We do have the Preferred Deck List channel. We do have a kind of a creative team that we work with sometimes. Not a whole ton right now because it's the arc of good vibes. Yeah, this is, we don't really need uh, a lot of direction. We just need your deck lists. That's right. Just send them in wherever you get them. CCO Podcast, CCO Brando, CommanderCookout at gmail.net. You can find a complete list of how you can send your deck lists to us on CommanderCookout.com. That's right. It's over on the right-hand side where it says social media. We always get emails... Or like Facebook messages saying, uh, I went to the website, I can't find it. It says social media, there's a big banner, you just click on any of the little icons, it'll take you straight to where you gotta go. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Handy. Patron FU thank yous? Yes. FU thank you? I, I don't know how to combine that into one word, but we're gonna do it. CCO nicknames, it's one of the benefits at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. First shout out. Okay. Alex Ortiz. I was thinking brother of, well, pseudo-celebrity, brother of David Ortiz. Never heard of him. Ex-baseball player. 
They call him Big Pappy. Oh, we could call him Little Pap Smear. Gross. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. People want these. Little Pap Smear, welcome to the nation. Happy to have you. It's important that you're around. Nah, <laughs> let's move on before we start talking about things that are. Before we start talking about something else. Yeah. Good call. Next shout out. Next shout out. Skylar Funk. Skylar Funk. <laughs> That's just awesome. I almost don't even want to give him a nickname. Yeah, I don't think he really needs one. Like pseudo celebrity Terry we, Funk. Would, would it be in poor taste to make a Sky Funk joke? Like everybody on the West Coast is just breathing in like Blade Runner twenty forty nine air. <laughs> Skylar Blade Runner twenty forty nine funky fucking red sky. It's a pretty long name. I don't know if all that's going to fit on one line. On the Discord? But if he if he wants to try, I would definitely appreciate it. Yeah, Skylar... Skylar Funky Red Sky. <laughs> funky Red Sky. Got there. Yeah, we did. We always do. Yeah, we, big thank you. Sometimes we, it takes a while, but we make it. We, yeah, we, the, there. we I mean, we talk about the names, but the nicknames aren't kind of rehearsed until we... Until we... Until we're doing it on the air. Until that's... it comes out of our mouth, eh? <laughs> well, that way we get super fun stuff, like little pap smear. And that's right. Funky that's Reds right. guy. We wouldn't get things like that if we practiced them. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so speaking of not practicing, let's give the commandy a read oh, and then God. talk about a whole bunch of other shit. You maybe saw from the thumbnail if you're on the YouTube channel. Today, and, and the hints were a good color, my favorite color, and a bad color. Those colors are green, black, and white. Ooh, a, a perplexing, what did you call it? A um, a conundrum. No, but the kind of beast that it is? A displacer beast. A displacer beast. A conundrum. A, a perplexing creature. Those are throwbacks to its name, which includes the word enigma. And displacer beast, well, this is actually a nightmare beast. Mm. And it's Tiam Luminous Enigma. And Tiam Luminous Enigma is a 3-3 three, three for Abzan and 1. Each other creature enters the battlefield with a vigilance counter or an additional vigilance counter if for some reason they already each, have one of those. Each creature we control yeah. enters with a vigilance counter. And then you can pay three, remove three counters from among dudes you control, put the top three cards of your library into your bin, then return a permanent with converted mana class three or less to the B. Oh, it's permanent too. So yes. we can get back anything that we self-mill and we can remove three counters from things like one, 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 or yeah. two off of one and one for another, or three things off of one creature. Yes. Or one permanent. Correct. Okay. So self mill, giddy backy, abzany, countery, decky. And if you're thinking, oh, it's going to be another plus one, plus one, minus one, minus one deck, nah. There is not a plus one, plus one, or minus one, minus one counter to be found in this deck. That's right. And big thank you to. Gage All Red for sending the deck in. I'm sure I'm saying his his last name wrong, but it, it's that's fine. He's Alchemist. Alchemist. Mist like the game, not mist like water vapor <laughs> close to <Water>. the ground. <laughs> yeah. So sent the deck in. Sent it into the email commandercooker at gmail .com. Got it in. And we liked it so much because it. I thought it felt a lot like, remember Attraxable Vegas 2018? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's my good vibe this week is Attraxable from 2018. Patrick Sapola's weird counter Attraxa deck, he proliferated weird counters. And this one has 
some weird some fucking weird counters man yeah some weird ones that i've never even heard of yeah there are definitely some cards in here that i have never seen before and there's a good goddamn reason for that <laughs> but here we are yeah you know that's what? it that's it we're gonna do decks that are fun not necessarily things that are tuned to be mass murder machines yeah and that is us putting our money where our mouth is when we mm -hmm. talked about playing fun shit on episode 200 now before we get to all of the other things that we, we are going to cover, yeah. remember, you can get Tyam and all the cards in this deck at FusionGamingOnline.com. CCO exclusive promo code CCO Fusion 5 gets you 5% off your order on all singles, and it lets Fusion know that their partnership with us is a good one. Which it fucking is, because we're awesome. Yeah. Look at us, we have shirts. Well, I have a cat shirt. Well, yeah, but we're wearing shirts. I could... You're right. We could be wearing not shirts. That's right. Which did happen on the pre-show one time. Yes, that is. What the, that fucking that guy. That fucking guy. He just rolls in like, oh, I'm having a radio show. And yeah, the audio listeners have no idea, hey? <laughs> That's why you got to get on YouTube and sub. <laughs> right? <laughs> there it is. That's, okay. It's a segue. Talk about other shit. Oh, yeah, other F shit. First thing, you had a quick cinematic cookout movie recommendation. Yes. Over on our Discord, somebody recommended a movie called Turbo Kid. Turbo now, Kid. Turbo Kid. Okay. Now, let me set the stage. The year is 1997. Good year. Post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland, 1997. Not 2001? No. Okay. 1997. Okay. Kid who rides a BMX bike around the wasteland idolizes a hero called Turbo Dude or something. And it's like, oh, comic books are for losers. And he eventually stumbles across the corpse of Turbo Dude. Oh, no. And he's got all of the gear from the comic. So he just like strips the corpse and now he's Turbo Kid and he's got all these powers and stuff. And he has like this sidekick that's a super crazy robot. And there's a fucking Australian cowboy. And there's a dude with a buzzsaw for a hand. And some of the best like well done, insane Fallout 3 blood letter people exploding violence you'll ever see. <laughs> And it sounds Max Crandell would like this movie. It sounds crazy and ridiculous, but it's legit good. At oh, the yeah. end of the, I was like emotionally involved with the characters. Wow! Like some of the movies, is like oh, dudes, there's too much. What's it called? Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. It's so good. And like oh, it's a Canadian Australian made movie about kids that rides BMX bikes around in the wasteland. Oh. Fucking good. Cool. It's really <laughs> That's good. It's an actual good movie. Cool. It's, a, it's a really good show, so I highly recommend it to everybody. Cool. Very excellent. And if you're watching on YouTube, you would have seen the the movie poster or, or whatever. Yeah, that don't let that fool you. It's a really good show. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that piece of trash fool you. <laughs> you got to watch it. You got to give it a solid 10 minutes, and you're in. Oh, and there's cool. no it's way. Kinda like, it's kind of like Commander Cookout Podcast, hey? I watched that shit on YouTube for 11 minutes, and all you guys did was talk about fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, wasted 11 minutes of my life. Well, thanks, you watched for 11 minutes, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Best day ever. That was a good day. Okay, let's talk about magic here okay, real quick. We you, do have a magic story. You, you, you had this awesome trade. You're telling me about getting cards from me, and you wanted this and that, and you're doing this trade, and you're like, do you want this because I'm going to fucking trade it? Little did I know what you were trading for. Yeah, I got... Do tell. Double Masters. Double Masters. The DM. Foil. Foil. Extended Art. <laughs> Mana Crypt. With the, with the, uh, with the showcase with art. The showcase with art. With the Ron Spencer art? Yeah. Dude, what did you have to trade for? A kidney? Several S kidneys? Oh, dude. Whose kidneys did you take? I don't know if you've ever seen my trade binder, but it's like it's oh, it's just fat with jank. It's a, like yeah, it's like a three-inch binder. It's like and it's it's over. It's a thick daddy. And I'm like, I need to, 
I need to I need to empty this. I need to find I something. Call this. I need to take this to the butcher shop. Yes, I need to find something that I can trade just all of this for. And so I went out and <laughs> gotta get rid of every fucking. And I don't thing. think I traded a single card that was worth more than five bucks. And I got this like oh, oh so you dude. traded somebody a CCO EDH deck and they gave you one mana crypt. Yes. Okay. And I sat there for like an hour and a half just pulling cards out as they were going. We are doing it over a webcam or whatever. And I no! Just turned the pa- I would turn the page and I want that and that and that. And I was like, okay, okay. You VD traded? Yeah. I just made that up? Yes. Cool. It is, it, it, it is actually surprisingly good. We used uh, uh, Spell Table. Yeah. And he was clicking the stuff, and then he would use the thing to find the prices on another thing. I don't know exactly how he was doing it. Well, he was like real time clicking it, cards it, that he wanted. Yeah, there's and, there's just like a card recognition software built right in. It brings the card up. Does it bring the price of the card up? I don't think so. I've it, never it, seen it have the price. You know what? It it won't because Wizards owns it now. They bought it. Yeah. So so he, they won't. If if somebody like if somebody like Card Kingdom ponied up. Or, or Fusion Games, you should have fucking bought it. Ponied <laughs> up and bought Spell Table. They could have their own links to all their cards. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, hey? fuck, that'd be yeah. so good. That'd be like Cardboard Live video coverage that like some, some like I'll call them off-the-grid tournament organizers use for live streaming. Sure. Just mouse over a card that brings it up with links to buy it and shit. Neat. Yeah, I, fucking super slick. Spell Table, idea. you fucking missed on. <laughs> you <laughs> could have charged them like 5% of the sales. You would have been millionaires. No, they're probably millionaires. They're already millionaires. They're probably not. <laughs> no, the only the only fucking millionaires in in uh, in the magic realm are actually Watsy and Hasbro, Jimmy Wong maybe, and like the owners of all the big stores. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck all of them. But the moral of the story is it was a VDH kind of trade. We use spell table and something else. I'm assuming. So and maybe Josh Lacroix. Yeah, probably not. I don't even know who that guy is. I never heard of her. Never heard of her. But yeah, it was it was fucking cool, and now I got this super sweet card that I'm super excited to to play with, and then yep. I put it in a deck where I can't play it over VDH, so I have to wait. What? I put it in Norin, and I can't play that on VDH. Why? Because confusion in the ranks oh, is yeah. impossible. Fuck, cut that piece of shit. I played them. I played it once, and one time they just killed the confusion in the ranks right away, mm. and that's fine. But one time the deck actually did what it was supposed to do, and it was a nightmare for everybody, including me, <laughs> to the point where I was like, man, I wasn't expecting it to go this long yeah and i had all of these post-it notes with everybody's cards written on it and shit and it was just a nightmare from hell so i have to wait until i can actually physically play with people to actually bust it out and play with it but yeah. well maybe maybe that'd be a thing we get another nice day in september or something i'm doing some patio work hey once the patio is a little bit more done i got a new table and shit Ooh. and and uh once the patio is a little bit more done, maybe we'll have all the dude bros out. And anybody who's not comfortable, maybe this is the good vibe too, is anybody who's not comfortable, you got to be respectful of their boundaries and like stay outside or if they want to wear a mask, it's fine. And they shit. can sit in the house and look at us through the window and they can... They can oh yeah, they'll be them. just like playing on spell table, except instead of looking at your computer screen, you're looking through your house window. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you turned my good vibe into a not so good vibe. No, that's super good. It works and we're still together. That's it. I haven't so, physically seen some of my friends in like seven months. I know. My eyeballs have not seen light reflected off of their bodies in fucking... Well, yeah, their whole bodies, not just their faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that doesn't count because it's going into a computer screen and it's getting digitized and beamed into the, beamed to China and then beamed back to us. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not on TikTok. It's not going <laughs> yeah, to China. Yeah, I guess we're not using Zoom, so I guess that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw Smitty the other day. A motherfucker got a full art foil... Alternate art force of will, man. He just—we're all balling out of control with our double masters. Except me. Box toppers. What do you got? Except fucking me. 
I didn't even get the the Godzilla card that you traded. <laughs> no, I still got it. Oh yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't trade anything. Cool. That was oh, more than yeah, five bucks. You know what happened? You're getting all fucking foil box toppers and shit. I'm getting my stuff stolen out of out of Rebecca's <laughs> car at her mom's house. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's what's happening to me. Oh <sighs> shit. Should we do a deck? I'm gonna cry, and then we should do a deck. Okay. Pull it together, Ryan. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. Okay. We're gonna get through this. We do not have forty-seven creatures like last week. Yeah. We got forty-seven <laughs> different kinds of counters that I have to try and fucking remember. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. No. Before we get into the creatures and the deck proper, it's important to remember. Tyam does say remove three counters from among creatures to reanimate a three CMC permanent. Yes. So okay. Important to keep that in mind as we talk about all the ridiculous counters that we're going to put on things. Yes, and w probably for brevity, I'll say 3CMC thing. I'm not going to read the mana cost on everything. I'll just say this is 3CMC or this is 6 or whatever it is. And anything that's 3 or less, you'll know that we can get back with Tyam by paying 3 generic and removing counters, which we will have. Yes, we will. Okay. Okay, we're going to start with a creature that doesn't apply to any of that shit with <laughs> Athreos the Shroud Veil. Of course we are. All right, six mana, four, seven, indestructible, need devotion to red, or sorry, white and black to be seven, or it's just an enchantment. Okay, at the beginning of your end step, put a mother-ass coin counter on another target creature. Okay. Whenever a creature with a coin counter on it dies or put into exile, return that card to the battlefield under your control. Cool card. That's neat. You get a coin counter, and then it comes back from the dead. You could use pennies. Yes. That'd be so cool, because it's an actual coin. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. like that. Where's the punch-outs for that? You know what they should have done? Because Athreos came in the, the sealed box topper slot for um, Theros Beyond Death. They put, a, they put a foil Athreos, and then they put one of those punch cards... With a coin punch out. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Are they going to use those pun those punch out cards more? Yep. I really like those. Those are a really cool idea. Uh, next creature, we have an even Rift Watcher. Okay, 3 CMC flying 2-3. It's got vanishing 3. So at the beginning of each upkeep, you remove a vanishing counter. They're vanishing counters, right? Yep. And when you remove the last one, you sacrifice it. When it ETBs and when it leaves the battlefield, LTBs that is, you gain 2 life. So this is just a little value thing. Yeah. So it comes in, loses life, or gain life, leave, gain life. So you can tie am it, and it'll come back, and, and you can gain gain a bunch of life if you if yeah. that's what you want to do. And if we've got sack outlets, or if we have ways to reliably kill it, and lots of counters, and just mana, 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 we could use it as a sink to gain a bunch of life because it ETBs and LTBs and life gains. Yeah. Okay. Neat. So we're establishing that that enter and leave is important type thing already because we can do it multiple times on our commander. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have an Avenging Hunt Bonder. Okay. This is a 5 CMC 3-3 double strike. When it attacks, put a double strike counter on another target attacking creature. It's pretty cool. Double strike counter. Yeah. New from Ikoria slash C20. So we're going to see a lot of remnants of Ikoria and C20 in this list, I think, right? Yes. There are definitely yeah. some cards that are probably from the deck that Tyam came in. That's right. Including Daring Fiend Bonder. Okay, yeah. A 5-1 for 4 haste. Daring Fiend Bonder attacks each turn, and you can pay black one and exile it from your graveyard put an indestructible counter on target creature activate this ability only anytime you can do a sorcery so you can exile it to put a counter on something after you get an attack from it uh, it's probably a, a weak card but an indestructible counter is pretty good indestructible is pretty good on 
most things. Yeah, maybe tie them, and in a pinch, worst case, you can remove it because it is a counter. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, and I I like this one. This is the one that I found was like, ooh, I like this. This could be. This could maybe be the win con when combined with another of the couple cards that we're gonna look at. And you actually pointed this out to me because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. We got a deadly grub. Deadly grub. Three one insect again with vanishing during upkeep. Remove it once the last one's gone. It it beats pound sand. Yeah, dude. When it's put into the graveyard from play, if it had no time counters on it. You put a 6-1 green insect token onto the battlefield with this creature can't be the target of spells or abilities. So it's got Shroud. Yeah, you get a 6-1 Shroud. Does Tygam target to remove counters? Remove three counters from among creatures you control. No, it doesn't. So it doesn't target. So if the Shroud one had counters on it for any reason, you could remove those counters? Yes. That is actually good because you can remove all three counters, and when you remove the last one, you get a 6-1. Yeah. And then... Tygam can just bring it back. Yeah, and then you can do it again and again and again, and every time you do it, you get a shrouded 6-1. So every instance of three mana with this card will get you a shroud 6-1, and it's it's of note because it's not... It's, it's a triggered ability as part of Vanishing's rules that say when the last is removed, sacrifice it. So that's built into the rules. It's not all one big thing. Like it only happens if you remove it during your upkeep as part of the vanishing thing. No, it's built into kind of like the sub rules text of vanishing that when you remove the last counter, you sacrifice it. Yeah. So that actually works pretty cool. I like that actually. I like that one. I don't like the deadly grubs eyeballs are all on its shoulders though. That's weird. You know, I mean, you can have eyeballs on your shoulders sometimes, but there's no eyeballs on its head. Do you really need eyeballs on your head? I I don't know. I think if my eyeballs were on my shoulders, they'd be covered in my shirt right now, and I wouldn't be able to see. Well, you'd, you'd have to change shirts. You'd have to change what the shirt market looks like for for shoulder eyeball people. That seems like a lot of extra extraneous work. Well, do you think that? Do you think that that's what Mark Zuckerberg said? We already been on this already. I get. All right. Did he did he say that when he wanted to look at hot chicks in his college? No. He said, "I'm going to put the work in so I can look at hot chicks." Now look at them. Started at the bottom. Now we here. Did True. we let this Christian coalition outreach stop us <laughs> when they stole our email before we even started CCO? No, we didn't, Ryan. We did not. And here we are, episode 202, talking about jank token decks. With eyeballs on our shoulders. Fuck yeah. There it is. Mutant life. Speaking of mutant life, evolution sage. Not a mutant, but and, and also not jank. It's landfall proliferate. Yes. That's fine. Uh, three mana, oh, important. You you want to talk about jank? Oh baby, I have this card. Let's in talk multiple of, arts. Let's talk about jank in Acantian Money Changer. Is it is it Acacian? Whatever. Acadian? It doesn't even matter. Money Mother Changer. I can't read that small. I don't know what it does. Allow I, me. I don't know anything about this. It is a one mana zero two that deals three damage to you when it comes into play. Then you I like put, it. You put three credit counters on it. Oh yes. Oh my god. Then during your upkeep, you put one additional credit counter on it. You can sacrifice money changer to gain one life for each credit counter on it. I guess not at any time, because of course this is an old card from Fallen Empires. You can only do that during your upkeep. Couple things. A white card that deals three damage to me. Love it. <laughs> It's from Fallen Empires. Also love it. I have a complete set. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Tucker drew that. 
awesome artist. Met him at Vegas. Was he drunk? No, he does like real classic watercolor, like on paper. Okay. Yeah. The originals of his work are beautiful. There's so much more color than like the tiny magic card canvas can capture. I believe it. Yeah. And totally nice guy. Sweet. Said he loved seeing old shitty old cards that people actually played with. He's like, I haven't I haven't done like a lot of the best cards in Magic. I know that. But when I see one of my cards that actually saw play unsleeved back in the early 90s, like on sidewalks, and I see like indents from when they were stepped on on gravel and on the floor of somebody's car, he's like, I just love it. Nice. I'd rather <laughs> sign 100 of those than one pristine graded card. Like Sick. if somebody hands me a card, like a BGS 9 of one of my cards, I'm like, oh, really? I got to sign the plastic? So he's like, no, I'd way rather sign beat up old cards. I gave him a, I gave him a ashes to ashes. Nice. Yeah, and he signed it in in silver, and it looks great, and it's beat to fuck, <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets you some life, lightning bolt too. Yeah, nobody's gonna kill it. Nobody's gonna kill it, oh, and it's just gonna give yeah. you free counters every upkeep. That's a thing. Yeah. Although you wouldn't want to take the, would you want to take the counters off of that with, with Tyam? Sure. Well, yeah, but then you don't gain your life back. It's like you don't care. You lightning bolt yourself, and then you just lightning bolted yourself. <laughs> this is CCO Nation. I will lightning bolt myself in white all I want. And then you can recur it and bolt yourself again. <laughs> <laughs> what if we're playing some life switchy combo? Ooh, we, we just could. recur him over and over and over, and then we switch life. And then we donate him to somebody else. Graveyard donate and bolt your damn self. You're dead. <laughs> Somebody build that list. Somebody build Some, it. We, this, could, this list could have that in there. I hope so. And now that we've said that, I'll bet you it will be. Next creature is Liege of the Tangle. All right. This is not the same as what we were just talking about. This is an 8-8 eight, eight for 8 trample. Um, when it deals combat damage to a player, choose any number of target lands you control and put an awakening counter on each of them. And each of them with an awakening counter becomes an 8-8 eight, eight, creature there's still lands yes awakening counters yeah and you know what the best thing about it is is, is tygam's ability is any any time right like not limited to sorcery speed correct so if somebody's wrathing and all your lands have awakening counters you're just like uh remove all the awakening counters by paying three mana a bunch of times and then you get like your aven life gainer back and or, or it, 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 it enters you gain two then the wrath will go off and then it'll die and you'll gain two again or if you can't get all the awakening counters off you could get the lands that died back oh yeah because their permanence would convert a mana cost three or less no i guess that wouldn't work because it would still that i don't work care. that way the stack doesn't work that way brando next creature is peer imaginative rascal okay three cmc one one partners with toothy but we're not playing that if one or more counters we put onto a permanent you put an additional one also Neat. Yes. That's really good with Hex Drinker. Yes. This is a a level counter, right? Yep. Okay, one a 2-1 for green. You can pay one to level up. You put a level up counter for one mana as a sorcery. Levels three through seven, it's a 4-4. Four, four. Levels eight plus, it has protection from everything and is a 6-6. Six, six. And remember, all those counters are on there. Levels three to seven, it's also protection from instants. Oh, yes. That's that's good. Hex Drinker's a fucking good card. Really nice foil, too. Yes. To have one. It's, Next. it's stretched out throat. Don't Google that. No, no. Would look good in foil. Yes. God, that is... Do no, not Google We're just going to move on to Luminous Broodmoth, right? Yes. It's a three, four flyer for four. When a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield with a flying counter on it. And notably, no persist cards in the deck because those are plus ones and minus ones. 
and those I think they go infinite with luminous broodmoth, right? Because uh, you return it one time with a minus or a plus on it, and then you would return it again the next time with luminous broodmoths flying, and it would come back with no pluses or minuses because the second time it dies, it would come back not as a result of persist, so you wouldn't get the counter. Then if it dies again, you can bring it back with a minus or a plus with persist or undying, and then it wouldn't have a flying counter. So then the next time it dies, you bring it back with a flying counter. You see how you could just go over and over switching counter types. Yeah. But no pluses or minuses in this deck. No, 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 no. No. So you know what we do play in this deck? Oh, baby. Fucking divinity counters. Now, if you don't know about divinity counters, let Ryan drop some truth on you when he tells you about the Myogene of Life's Web. Can I lump them? Knights, Life's Web, Knight's Reach, and Cleansing Fire. Sure. They are 9 mana, 8 mana, and 8 mana, respectively. 8, 8, 5, 2, and 4, 6. And they all enter the battlefield if you played them from your hand with a divinity counter on them. And as long as they have divinity counters on them, they're indestructible. Hell yeah. Of note, you can get divinity counters if you're playing plane chase as well. <laughs> yes, I think there's actually a couple of things. There's that which was taken, I think, also. Uh, yeah, divinity some, counters something, on yeah, yeah, But yeah. That's, that's not important. I want to spam divinity counters and just move them around because you're indestructible with them. Well, these guys are. That's fine. I just want to have more than one divinity counter on them. And why do I want more than one divinity counter yeah, on them, Yeah, because Ryan? you can remove from life's web, put any number of creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. That's the green one. That, and then there's a period, and that's the end of it. Yes. That's just what happens. You take the counter off, you take all the creatures in your hand, put them into play. Oof. That's it. Yeah. Nice. The black one, remove a divinity counter from Knight's Reach. Each opponent discards their whole hand. Each. Mother ass. Just each. Period. No, end of sentence. No hand. Next card. Oh. <laughs> remove a divinity counter from Cleansing Fire. Destroy each other creature. Everyone. Notably, if you have all three of your Myogen, you would want to do that one first. Because <laughs> then your other two will still be indestructible. And then you do the black one and get rid of everybody's hands. And then you do the green one and put all your creatures onto the battlefield. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's a combo right there. All you got to do is play a an 8-8 eight, eight, and an 8 cost, an 8 cost, and a 9 cost. Totally on curve. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's totally not even fine. hard. Not even hard. This is EDH. We're playing green. How about Nakara Lair Scavenger? This is the Kyla card. It is the Kyla card. Partners with the Scavenging Hyena Brandle card, which we're, we're not playing. We're not playing because he puts plus ones on stuff. Yeah, fuck that guy. Nah. This is a this is a, a, a three cost, two two menace, which means it can only be blocked by two or more creatures. Thank you. Whenever another creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had one or more counters on it, which they will, maybe, draw a card and lose a life. So that's a card draw card. Important. That's a fine card. It's a very good card in this deck. You know, this is a cool one. I'm... I'm pumped this card is in here. This is one of the reasons I picked this deck, because I know that you actually play this card. I really like this card. Tetsamok Primal Death. All right. So this is an Elder Dinosaur. So if you want to play EDH, you still can. Death Touch, 6-6 six, six for 6. Because 6-6s six, six definitely still need Death Touch. That's yeah, just what you need. Yeah, of course they do. He's got a tussle with Grave Titan, and they all got to die. Fucking everybody. When Tetsamok Primal... You could, this is his ability. Black, reveal him from your hand. Put a Prey Counter on target creature. You yeah. can only do it once, or during... During our turn, right? Yep. When it enters the battlefield, each creature your opponents control with prey counters on them get killed. Yes. So if they got prey counters on him, he's going to drop. He's going to eat them. Yes. Cool flavor. So you can make like a super cool wrath that only gets the things that you want to kill, or you can just pay a black to put a counter on one of your own dudes that you can then remove 
to do other stuff. Yeah, and there's no limit on how many times you can do that. So if you want to do like black, 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 three prey counters on our own thing, you, you just play pay three more and then you remove all of them and get something from your graveyard. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a mana inefficient way, but if you need that thing in your graveyard back, that's a way to do it. Absolutely. And again, like it doesn't kill your dudes either. You can put a bunch of prey counters on your guys and Tetsamok doesn't kill them. Yes. If you ever decide to play him. It's cool. I oh, because like it's only your opponent's creatures. That's right. So you could save them up. Yeah. All right. All right, we got Malfist Revolutionary. Malfist. Don't Google that. No. This is a three-cost, 3-3 three, three trampler when it enters the battlefield or dies. Key. Very key. ETBs or dies. For each kind of counter on target permanent or player, give that permanent or player another counter. Oh, that's just pro proliferate, right? Yeah. For each kind of counter on a permanent or player... Give them one, another one. For one thing, I guess. Like, it proliferates a thing. Oh, yeah, because you target a permanent or player. Yeah. So it's proliferate for one thing. Yeah. That's fine. He's, he's okay. Yeah. How about Pious Kitsune? Ooh, okay. This is a Fox Cleric, so it could be in your party, I guess. Oh, hey, yeah. sh shout out to uh, next week's set review for Zendikar Rising. Hey, yeah. Yeah. We were going to do it this week, but I ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one, two, for three. The beginning of your upkeep, put a devotion counter on it. Then, if you have a creature named Eight and a Half Tails, which we do, you gain a life for each devotion counter on it, and you can remove devotion counters from this to gain life. Neat. And we are playing Eight and a Half Tails. It's a two-two Fox Cleric again for white, white. You could pay two, give something protection from white, and you can pay one to make something white. So that's, spell or permanent. Yeah, that's like a protection type type card. Yeah, eight so, and a Half Tails is cool. I like him. Yeah. Her, it, they. I don't know. How about Nick's Weaver? This looks like a relic from the Tyam deck proper from C20. Yeah, this should be a butt gasp. It could be, yeah. yeah. This is a three drop, two, three spider with reach. At the beginning of your upkeep, you put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Oh, that's still good, I guess, because we want to get creatures into our graveyard. He's doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can pay three, exile them, return target creature from your grave target card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's a that's a a theme on theme or wanting to mill on strategy version of Eternal Witness. Yeah. And we're not playing Eternal Witness in the deck, so we're getting off on that one. You know what we are playing? Oh, God. Osai Vultures. I don't even know what set that card is from. I don't even care what I'm, set that is We're looking at, like, the the vintage yeah. remastered or something, right? Yeah. Why even in those digital sets that they have just terrible chaff? Because you got to have all the cards. I guess. This is a 1-1 one, one for 2. It flies. It's a bird. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature was put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn, put a carrion counter on Osai Vultures. A carrion counter, Carrion you say. counter, yeah. Okay. Remove two carrion counters. Osai Vultures gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Notably, they're not counters. <laughs> Just until end of turn, because that would be too powerful. Jesus. Eesh. Woof. How about Scavenging Ghoul? Okay, this... Uh, is this another... Is this a... Okay, let's just read it. This is a zombie, 2-2 two, two for 4. At the beginning of your end step, put a corpse counter on Scavenging Ghoul Neat. for each creature that died this turn. Okay, so that's not terrible. Maybe the indestructible counter goes on him, then we wrath of God. Maybe. Sure. Remove a corpse counter from Scavenging Ghoul. Regenerate. Oh, I thought that was going to be better. No. Regenerate's not terrible. Yeah, well, it's a 2-2 it's a two, two for 4. I think that that could probably be a better creature. Man, I like that old art. That The art's cool. It's even got a little signature on it and shit. Yeah, I That's like cool. that old art. That's cool. How about Triad of Fates? This is a legendary creature. It is. This is a 3-3 legendary human wizard for 
black, white, two. You could pay one, tap, put a fate counter on another target creature. White, tap, exile a creature that has a fate counter on it, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So blink it. Fast, yeah. fast blink, which might be good with ETB and LTB triggers. Yeah. Yep. Or black, tap, exile target creature with a fate counter on it. Its controller draws two cards. Neat. Do we ever want to exile our own thing? Probably not. I think that we do. I think Triad of Fates decks play into that a little bit. But this isn't a Triad of Fates deck, Ryan. It's a cra- it's a crazy counter deck. You're not wrong. Now, right, next up, we got a Trade Caravan. I own this card too in both arts because it has two different arts from Homelands. You know, you know, Trade Caravan. You know, it's that one one for white. Ringing any bells? N- no, no. Oh. Keep going. During your upkeep, put a currency counter on trade caravan. Oh shit! Yeah, zero. Remove a trade two currency counters. Untap target basic land. Okay. Only during an opponent's upkeep. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> transcendent master. Ryan. Oh man, that's White's version of that's White's version of Seedborn Muse. Oh, checks out. Oh. It checks out. Oh. <laughs> Transcendent Master, this is another leveler, leveler upper. It's a 3-3 three, three for 3, which is fine. Levels up for 1, levels 6 through 11. It's a 6-6 six, six lifelinker. So, sure, we've paid 9 mana for a 6-6 six, six lifelink. I don't know. Levels 12, 12 plus, lifelink, 9-9, nine, nine, indestructible. Sure, it can go in your party too. Yeah, and you can yeah, because it's a cleric. You can just dump extra mana into those level uppers and just like amass the counters. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't really care about it being a six six, maybe once it's a six six, you get life link, and then like then you start caring because people are gonna not be able to profitably block you because you've a six six, and you'll gain life if if you block. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. They might have double strike because that card we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Slippery Bog Bonder? This is actually a good card. This is a flash hexproof. When it enters the battlefield, put a hexproof counter on target creature. So we're getting a counter. It's got flash, so you can hexproof something in and save it. Then move any number of counters from among creatures you control onto that creature. So you can just slam currency counters onto your Transcendent Master. That would be so good. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> <laughs> How about Void Beckoner, Ryan? Void Beckoner. Play the play the Godzilla version. Yeah, the Space Godzilla Death Corona. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> you know, it wasn't as big of a deal as everybody thought. No. That card is what I mean. Yeah. The card. <laughs> the card. And it's not the most expensive one I thought it was going to be. It was for like a microsecond, and then everybody realized it was a fucking uncommon, and they were everywhere. And then everybody was like, oh, yeah, I got to get them mad Ghidorahs yeah. in foil. Yeah. 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 Anyways, this is the Death Touch Cycler for eight. It's an eight-eight. Because eight-eights definitely need Death Touch. Oh, yeah. I read it in a weird order to see if I could avoid you saying that. You can't. <laughs> I can't. When you cycle it, put a Death Touch counter on target. Creech. Cool. You get a Death Touch counter. Okay. You can put that on your double striking nine nine life linking indestructibler, and now you're off to the fucking races. I like all of those things. Yeah, man. How about Zenic Poltergeist? I like this one. We've played this card, I think, exactly one time. Yes. Before today. I also think this is from the dark. Originally it's, it's we're from looking the darker at the alliances. Vintage remastered we're looking at. Yeah, mm. I don't I don't know. Uh, Ian will have it on the screen for the YouTube watchers. Ian. 
This is a 1-1 one, one for 3. You can tap it until your next upkeep. Target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness each equal to its converted mana cost. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to see what artifacts we're playing to see if that's good. Yes. At Soul, this point, Soul it's Ring terrible. as a creature makes Soul Ring worse, I'm pretty sure. I am I think you might be right. Yeah. And the last one is Winding Constrictor. It does the same thing as Peer, I believe. It puts an extra counter on stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving along to Instance. We have two of them. Two of them. We have Mortify. It kills a creature or an enchantment. Yep. And we have a makeshift mannequin. That gets something back with a mannequin counter on it. And when this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, you sacrifice it. So you get like an illusion creature out of your graveyard. Well, a mannequin creature. But it has the illusion thing where when it becomes a target of something, it eats shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right, yeah. So those are that's the, that's the instant suite. Sorceries. We have a Call of the Death Dweller. Okay, return up to two target creatures with total converted mana cost three or less... Total converted mana cost. That's terrible. Three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, which is great. And we play a lot of small guys like Acacia Money Change and Trade Caravan. That's good. Put a Death Touch counter on one of them. All right. I wouldn't want to be trading with them. And a Menace counter on the other one because we want our one ones to be blocked by two things. Yes. Good. Sure. The point is you're getting stuff back. It's probably going to deal three damage to you. <laughs> and you're getting <laughs> counters on them. Yes. How about a Dune Blast? Dune Blast. Hey, have you seen the trailer for Dune? It's a movie I might watch. Same director as Blade Runner 2049. We already made a Blade Runner reference. Ooh. You ever yeah. seen the original Dune? No. You read the book Dune? No. Because you I, can't I, be all snooty with the new Dune unless you've seen old Dune and read the book. No, no, I'm not being snooty. No, I'm not saying you're being snooty, oh, but oh, I think that people who watch Dune are going to probably be a little snooty about Why? it. Because Dune's kind of one of those things. Oh, it's not the original Dune. Uh, I'm yeah. going to eat my cheese and drink my wine. Exactly. Nah. Yeah. Fucking Duners. I like that. I just made it up. Good one. Made it up. Solid. Get Dune blasted, you Duners. <laughs> this is Abzan and four sorcery. Choose one creature. Fucking dune the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Turn them into spice. Turn them into dust. Next. I'm going to sprinkle it on my fucking bread. <laughs> Is that what you do? That's not what you do with spice. No. <laughs> how, about, how about hazardous conditions, Ryan? Hazardous conditions. Four mana sorcery. Creatures with no counters on them get minus two, minus two. I assume that's a flavor include. And dune blast is because it was in the in the original deck. Because you could probably switch that out with another mass removal spell in, I don't know, in maybe white. Or I, black. I feel like there might be maybe a, a, a better one in white or black. There that, might even that one's be a, good. There might even be a better one in black that costs around seven that doesn't kill any of your stuff and makes you draw a bunch of cards. I don't know. Well, that's a good one. But maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be a remnant. And, you know, minus two to all creatures that aren't ours. That's it's solid. Not, that's not terrible. It's not too bad. Yeah. How about plain wide celebration? Oh, here we go. So seven mana Ooh. sorcery. Choose four. Ooh. Count them. Count them out. One, two, three, four. Oh, major pain reference. Like the only movie I've seen ever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do this. You do one of these or any combination of them four times. Put a two-two citizen onto the battlefield. All colors. Return target permanent from your graveyard to your hand. Proliferate. Uh oh. That's probably the one we're gonna pick. Times four. You gain four life. Probably not gonna do that one. Sixteen life's nothing not a not not a trifle trifle. That's true, but 
Proliferate four. Proliferate four is pretty good. Pretty good. All right, let's do some artifacts. Okay, what the hell, man? Okay, these are what in the actual? There is some shit. Now, normally this is the section of the deck where we would lump all the mana rocks. We're not fucking playing any. Yeah, what are we doing? No mercy. We have to read all of these novels of text. Oh god. And we're gonna start with Chimeric Egg. Three drop. Whenever an opponent plays a non-artifact spell, put a charge counter. There it is. Remove three charge counters, it becomes a 6-6 six, six until end of turn. So we can turn that into a creature with our Xanic Poltergeist? Yes. And now it's a creature that's a 3-3 three, three with a bunch of counters on it that we can then remove with Tyam. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to say we can make it a 3-3 three, three or we can just wait for our opponents to play magic and make it a 6-6. Six, six. Well, then we just get a 6-6, six, six, but then you got no counters on it. But that's the... That's, I get you. That's, that's why we have weird counters on our artifacts, because we can use the Zionic Poltergeist to turn those artifacts into creatures and then remove the counters yes. to, to do stuff. Okay. How about Eye of Doom? Eye of Doom. Um, Maybe don't Google? Probably can. You probably can. Probably safe. This is four mana. Enters the battlefield. Each player chooses a non-land permanent and puts a Doom counter on it. Ooh. Two, tap, sacrifice Eye of Doom. Destroy each permanent with a doom counter on it. I would cut that. It puts doom counters on things, though. That's true, but, I mean, you, you play a Sol Ring. You can play a Sol Ring. Yeah. That, that's Sol Ring. A Sol Ring of doom. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Grimoire of the Dead. All right. Four mana. You can pay one and tap, discard a card, put a study counter on Grimoire of the Dead. Ooh. This is the Necronomicon, right? I believe so. Yeah, okay. Tap. Remove three study counters from Grimoire of the Dead and sacrifice it. Put all Creech from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control. They're black zombies in addition to their other types. This is a win con. Yes. If we can proliferate that, I was going to say if we can move counters onto that, but they've got to be study counters. Yeah. That's fine. That's a, that. that is, uh, what's the Liliana card that gets all creatures from all graveyards? Uh, Rise of the Dark Realms or something? Yes. Maybe? That's Rise of the Dark Realms on a book. It's pretty good. That's a good one. It's fine. Yes. I like it. I dig that. How about Jar of Eyeballs? All right. Whenever a creature we control dies, put two eyeball counters on Jar of Eyeballs. Okay. Three tap remove all eyeball counters from Jar of Eyeballs. Look at the top X of your library where X is the counters removed, and you can put one of them into your hand. And the other, the rest go on the bottom. Yeah, I is that I was gonna say is that eyeball scry? Is this just eye I? scry? It's just eye. It's not scry. It's just eye. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't fucking believe that we're about to talk about this card. Oh, what's, I, what I is... cannot believe that we have sunk so. We talked about a card last week that has an actual dumpster fire on it, and now we are about to talk about magnetic web. Look at that art. It has nothing even that is... There isn't a Is magnet? that a skull or is that like kind of an x-ray? Is that his esophagus? There's just an arrow, like a, not an arrow you shot of a bow and arrow, but just like an arrow pointing an arrow. in a direction coming out of his teeth. I have no idea what's happening there. Where's his lips? He ain't got no lips. He's got teeth. The magnetics sucked well, it off. Look at and, and he's got lips, but they're not where lips ought to be. I don't, I don't, I don't make the art, man. I don't make the art. I I just... This guy doesn't anymore, obviously. <laughs> Adam Rex, how many cards lifetime? I don't know. More like Adam Wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> this is an artifact for two. If a creature with any magnet counters on it attacks, 
all creatures with magnet counters on them that the attacking player controls also attack if able. Okay. If any creature with a magnet counter on it attacks all creatures with magnet counters on them, the defending player controls block that creature if able. So all the magnets all do all the magnet yeah, they, all the time. They magnet each other, yeah. Okay. One. Tap. Put a magnet counter on one creature. Oof. Why? That's probably a rare. Well, that's that's an old school mythic rare from Tempest, I'm telling you. God. You'd open that and you'd be like, yeah, dude. And then your friends would all be jealous of you because you have a fucking magnetic web. With no lips. With no lips Don't and a weird arrow that. pointing out. That's just awful. Let's just talk about Netherborn Altar. Yeah. Artifact for two, tap it, put a soul counter on Netherborn Altar. It's similar to a doom counter. Yeah. Put your commander in your hand from the command zone, then you lose three life for each soul counter on Netherborn Altar. So we could always remove counters from it and only ever lose one life for getting our commander back and avoid commander tax. Yeah. You pay the commander tax up front one time on Netherborn Altar, then it's like no commander tax forever. Yeah, and then you use the the, the soul counter guys to move the counters off of it. And Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's pretty okay. good. Oh, Plague Boiler. Okay. Upkeep, Plague Boiler. Counter. Plague Counter. Yep. Three. Put a plague counter on plague boiler or remove one. When it has three or more plague counters, sacrifice it, destroy all non-land permanents. I love the art. That guy's like, oh shit, he's like, oh my god, he's running away. That's awesome. I yeah, like that it's going to blow up everything and we can control it. And yeah. we get counters for free at the cost of like, hey, I'll put a fucking counter on this. You want to fucking die, sucker? Yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shrine of Boundless Growth. Yeah, there's shrines in every color that we could be playing, but... Anyways, just at, this one. At the beginning of your upkeep, if or whenever you cast a green spell, put a charge counter on it. You can sacrifice it and add one for each charge counter that was on it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just going to be like a little bit of a mana thing, right? You could play one green spell and sack it immediately to play the Ozolith. Yeah. Why the fuck would? No, I get it. I understand it, but I. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had any counters on it, you put them on the Ozolith, and at the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. So you can move all those currency counters and all those time counters and all those plague counters. <laughs> yes. Shit. Yes. And then you but then you gotta pull them all off to do your thing. It's I don't I don't know, man. I understand why it's here. Yeah, if if you have all those and somebody wraths, all those counters go on the Ozolith. Yeah, I And guess. then you put your commander and you just get all those things back and then you just remove them all again to get all your creatures back. Nah, that's pretty good. Yeah, Ozolith is good. That's a powerful card. That, that card really does some card. shit. That card is excellent. Yeah. I've got a treasure map. Treasure map. Scry one, put a landmark counter on the treasure map. If it's got three, you flip it. What's it turn into? I think that's the one that turns into the... 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 Lotus Veil or whatever that taps for three mana of any color? Nope, I was wrong. It, ta it turns into a treasure cove, taps for a colorless, or tap, sack a treasure, draw a card. Yeah, and we get a treasure when we activate the, the, the scry ability on treasure map, right? So we'll get those treasure tokens and we can cash them in for land later. Yeah, that's and I fine. think when you transform it, you also get three. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, so yeah, read the whole card, Ryan. Jesus, R fuck. R-T-F-W-C. I don't know what some of those Read letters... Read the fucking whole card. Oh, whole. Last one, Wish Claw. Wish Claw Talisman. Yeah, when it enters the battlefield with three 
uh, monkey fucking counters on it. Yeah. Wish counters. Yeah, man. Yes, 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 yes. The finger curling counter. You seen the Are You Afraid of the Dark with the with the Wish Claw? Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Season one, I think. All available on YouTube for free. Yeah, yeah. that intro, man, still gets me every time. Super good. Yeah. All right. What else does it do? One tap, remove a wish counter, search your library for any card, give it to an opponent. They get to do the same thing, then they give it to a different opponent. But we can remove all the counters from it. (laughs) (laughs) We can tap it, remove a counter from it, turn it into a creature, remove the rest of the counters from it, just give it away. Cool. There it is. I like it. All right. On our enchantment section, we have 15 of these. Holy Jesus, this deck deck is never going to end. We're just talking fucking cards. We have a butt cheek ascension. I don't even know what that card does. I, I've played Magic for like 20 years, and I don't know what that card does. At the end of each end step, if an opponent lost two or more life, you put a quest counter on it. Then, whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, if Butt Cheek Ascension has three or more quest counters on it, that player loses two and you gain two. That card will need to be read to me every single time it ever hits the table for all of eternity. Okay, we're going to, uh, I hate this card, but we're going to talk about it. Celestial Convergence. Seven omen counters enters the battlefield. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove an omen counter. If there are no more omen counters, the player with the highest life total is the winner. And if there's two with the same, the game is a draw. Oh, that's we don't why have you enough hate it. life link to make that good in this deck. Well, we got that nine nine life linker if we spend eighty seven mana. That's true, but if and if we they, if we graveyard donate our arcation money changer, maybe they'll have less life than us. <laughs> Maybe if we bounce that Avon Vanisher a bunch of times Maybe. and then remove all of those counters fucking immediately. Maybe. Well, we got to turn this into a creature first. We haven't seen how we do that yet. Oh, yeah, we got to turn it into a creature because Tyam only removes counters from creatures. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's why those other cards are in here. Yeah. those. You know what? Let's just do them now. Those other cards are Opalescence and Starfield of Nyx. They turn your enchantments into creatures. Yes. Okay, fine. Deadly designs. Two mana. You pay two, put a plot counter on it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Any player may activate this. Oh, thank you. Don't mind if you do. <laughs> Whenever there are five or more plot counters on Deadly Design, sacrifice it, then destroy up to two target creatures so other people can help you destroy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about a card that I love. This is the other reason I chose this. Yeah, I love this card. I get so excited every time it's in a deck. It's Gutter Grime. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, put a slime counter on Gutter Grime. Don't Google that. No. Then put a green ooze creature token onto the battlefield with this creature's power and toughness, each equal to the number of slime counters on Gutter Grime. That would be really good with our our chub with fucking our, grub. With our it? chub grub. J- deadly chub grub. Yeah, because the chub grub dies, you get a 6-1, you get a counter on your Gutter Grime, then you get a slime. And, and then you repeat that, and the slimes get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you keep getting shrouded insects over and over and over and over and over, and then you just beat wholesale ass. Yeah, and that also works with the Avon whatever, right? Yep. The Avon Rift Watcher, where where we wanna we wanna farm a little bit those ETB and LTB gain lives. Yeah, you're gaining, 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 making ooze, 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 and then you just womp somebody's lips off. <laughs> Until he looks like the guy on Magnetic Mine or whatever the hell that stupid card is called. Yes. How about Hoof Prince of the Stag? Whenever you draw a card, you may put a hoof print counter on Hoof Prince of the Stag. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting outrageous. It's getting ridiculous. I hope it's humorous for everybody else that there's <laughs> such stupid fucking ridiculous counters in this deck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. White 2, remove a hoof print counter. 
you create a 4-4 elemental creature token with flying. Remove four hoof print counters. Oh, well, good thing we got that proliferate in this up and up in this deck, yo. <laughs> Ryan Alter of the Week, suggested by Brando. Here comes. Every Thursday, auction on our Facebook page. You got to put a, a bunch of drunk dudes passed out under that tree. <laughs> it's a stag party and they're all out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes. Colony Heart Expedition. Landfall Expedition Counter. Quest Counter. Quest Counter. Remove three quest counters and sacrifice it. Search for two land. Two basic. Put them into play tap. Okay, that's ramp. Sure. Luminarch Ascension. This is Ascension Counter, right? Yep. Whenever... Quest Counter. Quest Counter. Again, yeah, because it's an Ascension. Quest Counter. This is the vertical cycle, the rare one in white. Yeah, got it. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, if we didn't lose life this turn, it gets a Quest Counter. Once it's got four Quest Counters, we can pay two to get... Four, four, white flying angels. Hella powerful card. Very lightning roddy. Yep. Play it turn two if you can, because you'll probably you probably get there. Yeah, it, you'll get there. But and if you play it on turn five or six, you will not get there. You no, know, you'll die. Yes, you will take a beating. That's why it's called lightning rod ascension. Mana, mana bloom. Charge counters on this one. Yes. Enters battlefield with X of them, and it's X green. Got it. Okay. Notably, this card costs one CMC because it's X is zero. Yep. Remove a charge counter from Mana Bloom. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn. So you get one mana. Yeah. Okay. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Mana Bloom has no charge counters on it, return it to your hand. So we could spend the mana up front to get the charge counters, use Tyam's ability, and then return it to our hand. Yes. That's fine. And all the while, we could get mana out of it. We could use one of its mana that it gives us for free to activate Tyam to essentially make his activated ability cost two instead of three. Yeah. Because then that just comes back to our hand. Neat. Okay. How about Myth Realized? Enchantment for one. When you cast a non-creature spell, put a lore counter on Myth Realized. Oh, my God. Okay. You can also pay three to put a lore counter on it. Sure. White, until end of turn, Myth Realized becomes a monk avatar creature in addition to its other types and gains this creature's power and toughness, each equal to the number of lore counters. So it turns itself into a dude that you can then suck counters off of after I, you've invested that, tons yeah, of mana. That's into. a good one. That's a good one. All right. Nine lives? Oh, God. Incarnation counter. <laughs> Oh, my God. Whenever somebody would deal damage to us, prevent it, put an incarnation counter on it. This has got hexproof. Notably, it costs three mana. Okay. When there are nine or more incarnation counters on nine lives, exile it. When you exile it, or when it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. You lose the game. <laughs> so we would have to mill this or cast it, and then we just can't die for a little while. Yeah, until somebody hits you with nine things. <laughs> if you could see the look on my face, Ryan. <laughs> Quarantine field. All right. Enters the battlefield with X isolation counter. <laughs> what are we doing with white, our lives? White, white, XX. Okay. Quarantine field enters the battlefield for each isolation counter on it. Exile up to thing, and it, it exiles until... It, it O-rings for X, right? It, it O-rings for X. Notably, isolation counters. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Sunspring Expedition. Landfall. Get a quest counter. God damn it. Remove three quest counters. Sacrifice. Gain eight life. Notably, costs just one mana. Sure. And last one is the Binding of the Titans. 
Is it the last one? I think there might be there's, one more card. There's another we, card. Yeah. But this is the last enchantment. Okay. This is a saga from Theros Beyond Death. Green one, lore counter one. They're lore counters, right? Yep. Lore counter. There it is. Put a lore counter. Exile target player. What? I read too many words. You went too far. For the first one, each player puts the top three cards of their library into their bin. Second, exile two target cards from graveyards. For each creature you get, you get a life. And on the third one, you return target creature or land card from your graveyard to your hand. All things we want to do. Sure. Yeah. We could even bin Tyam if we don't want to pay for him and get him back from our graveyard. Truth. Provided we have this and it's like sitting at two. Yes. Ah. What's the last card in the deck? I'll let you I'll let you give him a read because you like him so much. Oh, fucking Gideon, Champion of Justice, is a four loyalty Gideon Planeswalker for white, white, two. It has plus one. Put a loyalty counter on him for each creature target opponent controls because he's got to go up real fast. Zero. Until end of turn, he becomes a indestructible human soldier creature with power and toughness equal to the number of loyalty counters on him. So he is a creature that also has loyalty counters on him damn self. Yes. Okay. And if he is a 15, 15 or above, because he might be, you can remove 15 of those counters to exile all, all other permanents, not non-land permanents. All other permanents. I've done that in Return to Ravnica Gate Crash Limited. I did win that game. I floated all my mana and I had like three cards in hand. Minus 15 Gideon. <laughs> then just like creature, creature, creature. Opponent was at like 12 life. And they were like, oh fuck. I don't <laughs> even have land in my hand. <laughs> it was like turn 87. We got like four cards in our deck. <laughs> and like I untap, I'm like, I don't know, take eight, go. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, draw, go. <laughs> like untap, take eight. Oh, man, it was a great time. Oh, man. And that is the deck. Good Lord. Holy mother. So we identified some ways to win. The the, the Chub Grub, what's it called again? Chub Grub. Yes, you're right. That's what he's called now. Ch man. Chub Toad's brother, <laughs> which is an actual card. Yes. Chub Toad. Okay. Maybe enchantment beats? Maybe. With the opalescence and stuff? Sure. So, I don't know. Let's get into some strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. When we look at EDHRack.com, we see that this deck is unique. It doesn't share a whole lot of the strategies and synergies and cards that you'd find in the traditional Tyam deck, which does look to use more plus ones and minus ones and like the kitchen finks and luminous brood moths combos to gain infinite life and stuff with sack outlets and blood artists and stuff. Yeah. It is the deck that you would expect counters and Abzan to be. Yes. I mean, it is playing Abzan and it is counters, but it's not Abzan counters. Yes. This is, this is, this is the slums of CCO nation. Yes. That's where this deck lives. That's right. Behind a dumpster. Oh yeah. It sleeps underneath an old haversack where they used to have potatoes in it. Yes. They just cut a hole in it because it's too short to sleep in. So their legs poke out the end. Yeah, 57 newspapers for, like, f blankets. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What is interesting about decks like this is you will run into very unique and strange situations, some of which are going to be bad, most of which. Yeah, a lot of the times you're going to find yourself in the, in the shit. But sometime you're going to be like, oh, this weird thing. Or I'm playing plane chase and oh my god, I got this mana and now I can do this thing and get these two creatures back at once for this combo, like the chub grub 
gain life, get your six ones with shroud combo. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I guess I'll just attack you with like my eight six ones, die. Yeah. That's gonna happen. Yeah. And, and you're you're you're, you're gonna get the unexpected wins like that. And the fact that Tygem does mill himself, like he does technically draw you towards Chub Grub every time you activate him. Yes. It also does give you limited activations of Chub Grub, but you know, fine. It is what it is. And you know what? Like if somebody's playing Lord of Extinction or something, or or like the consuming aberration, power and toughness equal to other people's graveyards. You're just going to have a huge graveyard, and somebody's just going to die. And it's it it's, might not be us, because we're playing the worst deck. Yeah. And we might have a death touch counter on something. Oh, I like that. Strength is the worst deck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. If you're first, you're last. And if you're last, you're also probably last. Yeah. But if, like, if you're third, <laughs> that's you, pretty good. Yeah, it's better than being last. <laughs> okay. And we're going to talk about this in the budget section, but I want to cover it as the last strength. Doesn't sacrifice mana curve considerations for the theme, to service the theme. When you look at the the the, the mana curve of this deck, it's got a good number at you know one, a good number at two, a good number at three because of Tygam. So you're going to be able to play stuff on one, play stuff on two, play stuff on three. That's good. That's important. Yeah, and can you imagine Ozolith on one... Colony Heart Expedition on two, and then like a like a good creature on turn three. Tygam on turn four. You're gonna look like a real deck. Did you just say good creature on turn three? Because I think you play a Chub Grub on turn three, and everybody laughs at you. Okay, well you're <laughs> you're gonna look like a deck that at least knows it's Dink from its asshole. I guess you're at least gonna look like that. You're semi-competent. You're, you're not gonna be a deer in the headlights. <laughs> you don't know which way to fucking run, so you just fall over. No, you're gonna be a deer in the ditch after it hits the headlights. <laughs> Final strength. Final strength. We'll talk about this more in the in the in the budget section in a minute. But this deck is affordable, and that's important. Yes. Yeah. Even more so if you've bought the the Tiam Abzan C twenty deck. Yes, you'll have lots of the things that were in the deck because they were in that deck. Yes. Now, oh baby, weaknesses. Weaknesses. <sighs> Here we go. Okay. Generally underpowered, based on what power means in modern EDH. Yeah. There's not a real dedicated. Real awesome, win the game, game's got to end type synergy, card, or strategy. Yes. You could maybe fall into one with the with the grub and the thing, but like if that's the most powerful thing that we're doing... You're in a world of shit. Maybe your deck gives you the enchantment side of your deck, and then somebody like draws a Wrath of God, Wraths all the creatures, we don't lose anything, we drop an Opalescence, and we just like swing for 20. That is a powerful thing to do. Yeah, and opalescence decks look to do that because they're not gonna, they're not gonna succumb to average normal creature removal. And they drop the opalescence. It's kind of like dropping white crater hoof at that point, right? Just saying, oh yeah, I have like forty power on the field now. Die. Okay. Another weakness that I've I picked out about this right away because it's the weakness of all Abzan decks. Mm -hmm. It's important to keep. They can be fucking dirtily. Yes. Because you're pissing around with count you're physically manipulating goddamn counters, and especially with a deck like this where all the counters are crazy and different. And if you have an Ozolith, you gotta somehow mark that this is a fate counter and this is a currency counter and this is a fucking whatever counter. Yeah, you need to right? actually write those words onto game pieces. Like you have custom maybe pieces of paper, maybe custom little things. Those white cards that you get from the Commander Precons, yeah. you just stack those up under cards with what they are written on them. 
it's just it can be dirtily and it can take a lot of time and because the deck is kind of low powered you're gonna dirtle 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 and it's not gonna look like you did a whole lot apart from move a bunch of crap around on your board that's right that's right and and practicing when you're playing intricate decks like that is important just even just gold fishing it out so you can learn how to manipulate and move stuff right we talk about that lots yeah 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 i think personally you and i talk about that lots just like oh, I had to practice this or I had to organize my battlefield in a way that allowed me to like play through the game in kind of a cohesive manner, right? Yeah. Okay, kind of speaking on that, the the theme counters or moving, moving does make the mana ramp on the card draw a little bit janky. The Kyla card that you, when, a, when yeah. something with a counter dies, Colony Hard Expedition, you have to play land before you can ramp, right? It makes the, the backbone of the deck a little bit janky. Yeah. So it's a theme deck, and we haven't sacrificed Mana Curve, but... We've we, sacrificed some of the... Efficiency of yeah. staples, like Rampant Growth is better than Colony Heart Expedition, for example. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Let's get to the budget, because the last weakness is some of these cards are weird and hard to find because they're older. Like yeah. Magnetic Web or whatever, but it like raises the question, should we be playing it? No. <laughs> no, we shouldn't be so playing bad. it. We should have the original art of it on the wall. That's what we should have. It was pretty cool. We shouldn't have the card in our deck. That's cool. That's cool. If we look at the budget, though, 77 cards are less than $2. Hell yeah. That is cool. Total cost of the deck, $183 average TCG price. That is American monies. That's like four ninety eight Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom dollars, you see, yeah. right? Most expensive card, Luminous Brood Moth at 25 monies. And you probably have those because Akoria is everywhere. It is a mythic. It's a $25 mythic. People probably open them. I opened three or four or five. Oh, yeah. Really? Do, yeah, do, I do you have, a, do you have a, a Mothra in foil? Oh, if I had a foil Mothra, that thing would be in my deck so fast. Dang it. I was looking for one. I think uh, I think I might have it, actually. Five-color mono white angel Aaron has a Mothra, I think. Oh, yeah. I think he I'll does. have to get after that motherfucker. So it's the most expensive card. There's no persist. There's no undying. Do we need it if we're not trying to combo with it? If you want to save $25, that's a case of beer. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to run that card. That's fine. Blood Chief Ascension, $13. We're not playing the the Blood Crank, Blood Chief Ascension, Mind Crank combo. There's no combo. Do we need that $13 card? That's a six-pack. You could cut the Luminous Broodmoth and put in a Mind Crank. There you go. That's why I play... Anytime I play that combo in any deck, it's just because, like, if I draw it, game's got to end sometimes. That's right. And that in, in a deck like this... That's dirtily and takes a long time. If you have something, just K, I win now. That everybody's gonna appreciate yeah. that. You fuckers didn't kill me. Now you're gonna die and feel bad because I'm playing this deck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Last two opalescence and starfield of Nyx are nine and twelve respectively. They do what they do. They're the only ones that do what they do. We can squeak a win out by like the enchantments, the creatures getting wrath, drop my opalescence, kill you. Like that would work. Opalescence lets us suck counters off with Tyam. It's in there for a reason, but you know, $21. Yeah. I don't know. Total cuts, 59 bucks, brings the total cost of the deck down to 124. And that is a budget commander deck. Yes. And it's says a, me. And it's a fun deck. Oh, yes. Says me. That's that's the key. Is it's, and you're gonna have a good time playing it because the deck is as much as it's kind of dirtily and goofy. It's it 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 would be a lot of fun. I think. I think so. And you win with Chub Grub. <laughs> like how often do you win with a Planar Chaos Common? Oh, Never. That is the greatest. Never. It is Planar Chaos too, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It's and, it's and not it's not Time Spiral or whatever. It's Planar Chaos. You're right. Twenty cent common. 
20 cent common. Boom. You have that. Everybody has that. I probably don't have it, but uh, I've got a bunch. It's probably in a box or in a recycle bin. Probably a recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Okay, so spice calculator, then we got to get the hell out of here. You got it. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Popular in EDHREC.com. Wait. Uh-oh. One more weaknesses. What is it? It can't play Brash Taunt. Oh, no. Continue. God, he's the best creature ever, oh, isn't he? Oh, man. It's my favorite planeswalker. That's a good one. CCO Nation, if Brash Taunter is not sold out on FusionGamingOnline.com by using exclusive promo code CCO Fusion 5, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're dead to me, and you're dead to Brash Taunter when you play against Brando. <laughs> you, you probably he's, will be. He's going to Sharpie one of them black so he can play it in his black deck. He's going <laughs> to white one out with white out so he can play it in his white deck. He's going to color one green. I never even thought of doing that. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's a bad That's idea. That's a good fucking idea. Spice calculator. Popular in EDHREC.com. 593 lists in Abzan. That puts him at number eight. That puts him right underneath Cathril Aspect Warper, which I believe is the face card from the deck he comes in. Or is he the face card? I don't fucking who, know. Who even I cares? think Cathril Aspect Warper is. That's what I thought this deck was, actually. And he's <laughs> and he's right above Teneb the Harvester, the uh, F.U. Jesse special. That's a powerful card. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 348 average CMC. Taking advantage of, of things that are three drops and less with yep. Tyam. That's good. Dig it. One tutor in that Wish Claw Talisman. We're counting it as one, even though we might get two off of it. Probably won't, though. Probably won't. Yep. Nah, fuck them. 52 cards that are different than the stock list on EDH Rec. I'm Dot not surprised. Can. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, no, no. You punch it all into the spice calculator. 70 right on the nose. Shit, yeah. Spicy with honors. That is excellent. Or is that with distinction? That's I don't distinction. know. It doesn't matter. We make the rules. We break the rules. We change the rules. That's what we do here on CCO. That's it. Yeah, that's good. That is good. I like this deck. I like playing jank-ass cards in casual jank-ass commander. That's fun. That's what it's about. And when you can find those really weird interactions that are just like, yeah, now this is happening. You want to wrath of God me? Opalescence, all my creatures are, all my enchantments are creatures. Take 20, you're dead. Yeah. I love when that kind of stuff happens. I also love when that kind of stuff happens to not me. Yep. I also like it when they go Opalescence after Wrath of God, and then they kill the person that Wrath of God it, and then I Wrath of God to kill all of their stupid <laughs> enchantments. <laughs> That's also good. Also good. <laughs> also good. Oh, man. Oh, Situations like hey, that we live Op- for. Opalescence is the best 4 4 for 4 there is. <laughs> I was telling you, it's white crater hoof. It's white crater hoof in Enchantress decks. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. It's medium. That is. It's medium. Speaking of medium, that's our show. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs. You can pick up any cards from this deck and or your Brash Taunters from there using exclusive promo code CCOFusion5. Let them know that we're doing a great job. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having us back in your ear holes and your eye hole and any other hole that you have us in each and every week. We've done a couple of questionable decks over the last couple of weeks that are just designed to be a lot of fun, and I hope that you had fun listening to it. Maybe you'll try it out. Maybe you won't. But either way, I hope you had a great time. And we are going to be back next week with another piece of absolute garbage, or maybe not, on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>